and invites us to do that with him. Have you ever been at a place in your life where you're really doing well? I mean, you want to say to yourself or maybe to somebody around you, I feel like I'm at a really good place in my life or your family, in your work, but you feel like you're at a really good place and you just want to celebrate it. You don't want to brag. You don't want to say, look at me or look at what I've done. Maybe over Christmas or New Year's, you began to reflect and you recognize God has been amazing. Now, not everyone is at the same place, and I get that and understand that, but maybe a lot of you here this morning are at that place where you just want somebody to know life's really good. God has been incredible. I feel like I'm in a really good place at time and in life, and I just want you to know. Well, thanks for coming, because that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. I feel like that about Community Alliance Church. I feel like that about where we are right now as a church. Where we are, what God is doing, and because of that, we want to celebrate it. David, the king of Israel, and the great poet and songwriter who wrote many of the Psalms, was at a good place in his life with his family, with his kingdom, and with God. The Ark of the Covenant, the ultimate, ultimate Holy Grail had been gone. I mean, the thing that represented what God was doing and represented God, that visible thing that represented God, had been gone out of their kingdom. It had followed them and came with them from the bondage of Egypt to this incredible promised land. And now all of a sudden, another kingdom came in and took it away. And now David finds it back and gets it back and brings it back to the people of God. And when he does, he said, look, I want you to know what God has done. I want you to know what God is doing. I want you to know who did this. And so David gathered all the people together, wound the band up, and he said, hey, get every instrument we have. Get every singer, every songwriter, and I want you to come together, and I want you to sing and celebrate with me. In 1 Chronicles 16, David at that point says this, give praise to God. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the earth, let all the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nation are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his dwelling place. Ascribe to the Lord all the families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And that familiar verse that you have heard before, when David said all of that, got all the people together, had all the instruments playing, told them what God had done, and then he said, let all the people say, hello, let all the people say, Amen. amen. That's where that comes from. The gathering together of people of like-mindedness, aware of what God has done, aware of who did it, aware of where they're at, and aware of where they're going. Everybody gathered together and all the people said amen and praise the Lord. I feel this way about Community Alliance. 
what God has done, what he is doing through your ministry, through your involvement, through your support and giving. And once a year, we take time to celebrate that. Normally, we do it in December. And this last year, we decided let's do it in January, the beginning of the year, kind of look back, know exactly where we have been and where we're going, and let's share that together with a whole congregation, not just those few that show up on a congregational meeting, but everyone who gathers together on a Sunday. Today, you're going to hear from some members of our senior staff and what they're excited about, how excited they are to do what they're doing and where God's going. Next Sunday, one of the ministries that we partner with and what God is doing through them. In a couple of weeks, you're going to hear from another member of our senior staff. Two more weeks after that, you're going to hear from another member. And every time you hear one of these reports, I want you to celebrate with us. And I want you to recognize that what we do matters. Not what we do matters, not what just we senior staff do matters, but what we do matters. That we as all of us collectively and what we do matters for now and eternity. And I'm not here to convince you of that. I'm not even here to hope you'll believe it. I'm here to tell you it's true. What we do matters for now and all eternity. And you and I have been and can be a part of all of that. And this morning is an opportunity to praise him. Watch one thing. I'm Jim Amram, an adult ministry pastor, and my job is to put the community in Community Alliance. Relationships are most important. It's been said that relationships are not one thing God is about. Relationships are the only thing God is about. God is most concerned with our relationship with Him and our relationships with each other. My vision is to create a culture that fosters relationships. What does this look like? It means that when people come to Community Alliance Church on Sunday or during the week, they encounter people who really care. People who are free to be authentic. People with real problems, real struggles, but have found real hope in the love of Christ. People who are free to take off their plastic church smiles and experience the joy of real relationships with God and with others. We do this here at Community Alliance through Life Groups and our Frontlines team. Our Frontlines team is made up of families, singles, couples who serve as greeters, ushers, cafe hosts, and welcome center volunteers. Our team makes sure that you are greeted, welcomed, and seated, and includes friendly people from our welcome center and the people who serve hot coffee and sweet treats in the cafe. We know that sometimes it can be a battle for you to come to church on Sunday mornings. Sometimes it's with your spouse, sometimes it's with your kids, and sometimes it's with the devil. Our team will do everything they can to make you feel welcome, encouraged, and at home at Community Alliance. If you'd like to be part of the Frontlines team, talk to me, call the church, or just stop by the Welcome Center. You belong at Community Alliance Church. And that brings me to Life Groups. My passion is to create, equip, coach, and nurture what we call life groups. Life groups are mostly small groups of people who are committed to regularly meeting together to grow in their knowledge of God and in their love for each other. In life groups, we do life together. We play games together. We eat pizza together. We watch each other's kids. We pray for each other, for our kids and even our grandkids. We serve together and do home improvement projects together. We watch the Steelers together. 
This desire to connect is most obvious in the rise of social media. In some ways, our world has never been so connected as we are today. We have the incredible ability to connect with people we've known from every stage of our lives in every location around the world. This proves that at the core of our being, we desire to be connected to others. In the Bible, the first thing that God says is not good is for us to be alone, to be disconnected. As amazing as social media is, it only takes us so far. One of our deepest longings is, is not just to scroll and to chat, but to be connected, to belong to a group of people who are like-minded and are committed to each other. My wife and I love connecting with leaders to hear what God is doing in their lives and how it fits into our community. Then as a leadership community, we plan for ways to bring people together to do life. This past September, several new life group leaders stood out in the lobby inviting people to join their group. We were so encouraged as we had 24 new opportunities for people to connect, to grow, and to serve. This included nine groups led by new leaders, seven groups who met on Sunday mornings in rooms that were renovated specifically for life groups. All told, there were 406 people who signed up for groups, 234 of whom were new to life groups. Our groups are now organized into five categories, as you can see in the life group book. We have spiritual growth groups, including everything from the Beverly Hillbillies Bible study and parenting teams to the land between, which dealt with grief and resolving everyday conflict. Our hitched groups are made up of married and engaged couples. These groups are encouraged to do monthly or bi-monthly date nights. Our men's groups include Wednesdays and Thursday groups, plus events like Man Up Pittsburgh, Man Camp, and our famous venison dinner. Our women's groups include unpinned craft nights and also include things like our paint a pottery night where we had 150 women and our Bethmore simulcast that had over 200 ladies in attendance. And finally, activity groups like Run for God, our Couch to 5K training group, and our Moms and Tots group. As I look ahead and dream about what God desires for Community Alliance, I invite you to join me and so many others who are finding the fullness of life that Jesus describes in John 10. I invite you to join a life group. Pull out your booklet and check out our groups. Do you need help with finances? So many of us do. I will invite you to join Jim and Margie McCain as they lead Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Do you want to invest in your marriage? The best marriages do this. We have iMarriage and Staying in Love, led by Ben and Lacey Shingleton and Ryan and Becky Sanders. What if you're in your 20s? Wes and Sarah Sherry are leading 20s and Nat. If you're wondering where to start on your spiritual journey and have some questions, check out Starting Point, where there are no dumb questions. You will love John and Sue Conrad. Today and next week, you can meet our life group leaders in the lobby and sign up to try out a group. Join the team. If you're intrigued by what God is doing, check out Serving on the Frontlines team. Just contact me through the contact card, email, or calling the office, and we'll find a place for you to serve. If you're interested in leading a group, contact me via email or plan on attending one of our quarterly Life Group Leaders Connect, which includes a great brunch after the services. You belong at Community Alliance Church. There is a place for you here. Community Alliance, I want to thank you for welcoming our family into the community. 
And I want to especially thank those who have taken the risk of joining the team and dreaming big and refusing to limit what God wants to do in our community. So far, we are amazed at what God is doing among us. I've been in ministry long enough to understand that CAC is ripe for exciting things. Thank you for boldly joining in on what God is doing here at CAC at such a time as this. Hi, I'm Bob Thomas, and uh, I, I'm going to give you just about a three-minute report, but I do want to tell you these books that Jim was talking about. Hopefully you have one. If not, you can get one out there. And some of those groups he mentioned are just a sampling of what's in this, this book. So please get one, check through it, talk to people out in the lobby afterwards. Again, you can sign up this week, you can sign up online, and you can sign up next week as well. So love you to love you to do that. I have the privilege of giving you a, a brief financial report. Denny's asked me to do that. And this is the kind of report I like to give. Uh, it's good news. So I want you to know, if you, if you don't uh, remember, at the end of October, we kind of let you know that we had a deficit in our expense and income, a difference between our expenses and our income, our operating fund. So the, the amount of money that we had taken in and the amount of money we had spent, we had a deficit in that account of $105,000 at the end of October. And we let you all know that. We asked you to pray for that. We asked you to consider giving towards that. And many of you did that. And in November, we kind of, we cut into that deficit a little bit. At the end of November, we were $60,000. We had a $60,000 deficit for the year. Give you a little history. Last December, 2014, we asked you to, to give. We asked you to pray. And, and many of you did. And you all gave an amazing $237,000 in December of 2014. And we thought, man, that, that's great. If we can get that again this year, you know, we, we should be close to being able to, to, to fund that deficit. We should be able to be zero for the year. And you didn't give 237000 this year. But you did give $304,000 this year in December. And, and I want to say thank you for that. Thank you for praying. Thank you for giving. As a result of that November and December giving, and as a result of us continuing throughout the year to try to limit expenses, we ended the year with a surplus of $99,000. Well, praise God for that. As I said in the first service, I really wish someone had given a thousand more dollars. No, that, it's phenomenal news. Thank you. Thank you and praise God with us for that news. I also want to let you know that you gave generously to missions. This year, 2015, uh, this congregation gave over $390,000 to missions. We praise God for that as well. That is your financial report. Don't you wish they were all like that? I also want to tell you briefly that uh, a little bit about attendance, and they're going to put up a slide that just shows a little bit of our history of attendance these are numbers from September, October, November, and December of the, for the last several years. And if you, if you look at that, you'll see some really kind of exciting, cool things are happening. If you just go across September, you'll see that we, you know, in 2012, we had 1,050, and then a little less in 2013, and a little less in 2014. But look at what happened in 2015. And then look at October, that same kind of trend, but, but look at what happened in 2015. And, and November... Again, look at how it, it was kind of steady, dropped a little bit, and then look at what happened in 2015. And I, as I said in the first service, when I look at that November line, even I can subtract 1143 from 1,040 and get 103 people. So I, I like when it's easy math. Uh, 
But look at what's happened. Look at the amount of people that are here. Just, and this number is just people in this sanctuary on a Sunday morning. It doesn't count any of the children. It doesn't count any of the youth that are here. But we are excited that so many more people are coming this year than, than were happening last year and even the year before that. And the thing that to remember is, I mean, these are great numbers on the screen, but it's not really about numbers on the screen. Those numbers represent people. I mean, it could be that some of the people sitting to your left and to your right weren't here last year, but they're here this year. And we praise God for that. In fact, if you're one of those people who weren't here last year, but you started coming this fall or sometime in 2015, we're glad you're here. We just want to welcome you. We, we, you, you obviously heard about some great ways you can get connected if you haven't done that already. These numbers are always, though, not just about numbers. They're about people. And, and we really feel like the, 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 the best way to get more folks to come is for you all to invite them. Ask your friends, ask your neighbors, ask people that you meet in the store. Hey, come, pl- come check this place out. Because it really isn't just about numbers. It's not that we want you to invite people so that next year we can have a bigger number on that screen. Our desire is that next year, people right now in our community who don't know Christ will come here and will find him. And their life will be transformed and changed forever. That's our desire. So please do that. Thank you for your attention. And now I want to ask you to give your attention again to the screen as you hear about some exciting things that have happened and are happening in our children's ministry and also some ways that you can get involved if you'd like. Good morning. I'm Connie Kreisick. As a children's pastor, I have the joy and privilege of leading our children's ministries. Our children are of great value here at Community Alliance. Our desire is to see the children God has brought our way come to know Jesus and grow in their understanding of his love for them. We are excited to partner with our parents and families as they nurture their children's spiritual growth because what happens at home is more important than what happens here. We believe that two combined influences have a greater impact than either influence could alone. That is why we love the color orange. Our children's ministry has two environments designed just for kids. From the wall decor to the curriculum, Wombaland is all about God's creation and giving the children their first look at our Heavenly Father. We begin in our nurseries and continue on through our five-year-olds, teaching them three basic truths, that God made me, God loves me, and Jesus wants to be my friend forever. This is the first building block for the foundation of their knowledge and faith in God. Our curriculum is fun, biblical, engaging, and toddler preschool friendly. It is great to see that little one who comes for the first time singing the songs, doing the motions, and listening intently. Through our large group worship, Bible story, and small group times, our two-year-olds through five-year-olds are presented with a basic truth, a key question, and a memory verse each month, and a bottom line and Bible story focus each week. A parent cue paper is sent home which gives the parents a resource they can use to help their child learn the bottom line by talking about it at home through morning time, meal time, play time, and bedtime. The best part of the year has been seeing firsthand how these preschoolers are learning the three basic truths and bottom lines. The greatest joys I have are seeing the excitement and wonder in their eyes and knowing they are growing in their understanding of how God loves them. 
This ministry would not be possible without every one of our 40-plus wonderful adult and teen small and large group leaders who faithfully and joyfully come each week to welcome and teach our children. Our nursery continues to bustle with active little ones. This ministry would not be possible without our 80-plus volunteers who serve weekly and monthly to care for our children, giving their parents the opportunity to worship. Our Upstreet ministry is an environment for children kindergarten through fifth grade, where we are helping to build a foundation of strong faith and teaching them to live the life apps and bottom lines every day in their lives. Our curriculum is based on Luke 2.52, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. All of our lessons revolve around three basic truths. Wisdom, I need to make the wise choice. Faith, I can trust God no matter what. And friendship, I should treat others the way I want to be treated. Through our large group worship, Bible story, and small group time, kindergartners through fifth graders are presented with a life application and memory verse each month and a bottom line and Bible story each week. A parent cue paper and God time devotions are sent home each week, which gives the parents a resource they can use to reinforce the memory verse and weekly bottom line at home through daily conversations and quiet times. The best part of this year has been to see our kids' lives transformed as they dig deeper into God's Word, develop friendships with peers and small group leaders, and share what joys and struggles they have in their lives. It is great to hear how the first-time kids connect and look forward to coming back and being a part of their group. This ministry would not be possible without our 70-plus large group, small group, and family experience volunteers who willingly give of their time and talents each week to lead our children. Our VBS this year was Backstage with the Bible. Our staff and kids enjoyed great music and lessons from God's Word. Our missions project offering was over $5,000 given to provide cleats for kids for the six-week summer soccer ministry that Buzz and Myrna Maxi were leading in Indonesia. We broke our attendance record with 533 coming on our biggest night. The best part of the week was the 85 kids who accepted Christ as well as many more who rededicated their lives to Him. We have been blessed this year to add Courtney Cox to our staff as our Assistant Director of Children's Ministries. She has brought excitement, creativity, and a new set of eyes to our children's ministry team. She is a graduate of Nyack College with a degree in Youth and Family Ministries, and I am thrilled to have her on our staff. We are blessed to have a great children's ministry team composed of staff and volunteers with whom I have the joy of working alongside. From the nursery to the preschool leaders, from family experience to large and small group leaders, and from our hospitality to our visitor center staff. Each one plays a vital role and willingly gives of their time and talents to be used by God in the lives of our children. As we look to the coming year, I'm asking that each of you would pray for our parents, that they will remain faithful to their responsibility for the spiritual formation of their children and that they will always yield to the leading of the Spirit in the life of their family. At General Council this year, our president, John Stumbo, challenged all of us to exemplify God's love. It is our prayer that we will show His love to every child and family who enters our doors. 
To me, there is nothing better than seeing that little one light up as they sing Jesus Loves Me, or listening to that child pray with a pure faith, or listening as they share their joys and hurts. If you would love to make a difference in the life of a child, it would be an honor to talk with you further about how God can use your gifts. Thank you. With over 3,000 churches closing their doors every year, I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm excited about the lives that are being changed for all eternity. What we do matters. God is receiving praise. People are having the opportunity to use their gifts. Families are being ministered to. Children are coming to faith in Christ and now have the opportunity to be lifelong learners. For those of you who came to faith later in life, is there a part of you that wishes you would have heard and known the truth earlier in life? For those of you who are parents, isn't it awesome to know that you can come in here every Sunday and enjoy what God is doing in here and know that your children are in a great environment learning and growing in God? If you're not involved anywhere, wouldn't it be great to get involved there so that hundreds more families could enjoy what you have been enjoying because they're being taken care of while you're in here? Many like the stage in here, and that's awesome. Many like to be up front so that others can see them and others recognize and understand their gifts. But some would be great if they shared, shared their love and their gifts and their talents in maybe less visible places, knowing that they're making a real eternal difference in the lives of children. With all the incredible pressures on teenagers today, you're going to hear in a couple of weeks what a great place we have where they can connect with each other and with God to help them learn to know and to navigate somehow through the challenges of being a teenager. How many of you who already finished raising teenagers are glad you're done with that stage? Can you imagine the challenges that are in front of them in the next few years? Isn't it awesome to know that we have a place where hundreds of them, dozens of them can gather week after week after week and grow and learn in God and to somehow figure out how to navigate and connect with one another and realize they're not alone facing all of those challenges, but they're together with other people who love them and believe in them and encourage them in that journey. For those of you who felt isolated and alone, isn't it awesome to be a part of a life group where you can laugh and learn and cry and connect with other people at various stages of life? For those of you who wonder, when I put my money in the plate every week or every two weeks or every month or I give online, I've often wondered, where does it go and what did God do? Isn't it great to know that God is using those offerings for his glory and making a dramatic difference in the lives of people? If you're not giving, I challenge you to be obedient to what God is doing and what God is asking of us in giving or find a church that you believe in enough to support it in its offerings. When you give to missions and you mark your offering envelope missions, you're supporting what God is doing around the world in 70 plus nations. We have missionaries in some of the most strategic places on earth, places that you hear about in the news, that you read about in the newspaper. Some of the things you see in CNN or on Fox News and places where you know the world is turned upside down and you wonder, is anybody there sharing with them the life and the love of Jesus? Many of them I can't even tell you because they're in such strategic places that cannot be shared with anyone else, but they are there sharing with the refugees, others whose worlds have been literally turned upside down. They're there in the middle of that sharing the love of Jesus. And when you give and you check that and you say, I want to give to missions, 
I want you to know that what you're doing and what we're doing matters. Here, there, and around the globe. It matters for all eternity. And we want to celebrate that and be a part of it. It's not about money. Our money and how we spend it is an indication of our priorities and what is important to us. It's a matter of obedience. It's the one who said, bring me your tithes and offering that wants us to be able to do that and enjoy the blessing that comes with that. We talk about numbers. It's not about numbers. It's not so that we can be a larger church or a mega church or be known for how many come. The numbers represent people. People who without Christ are lost. And you and I have the answer to their lostness. There are hundreds more people to reach in this community, in this county, with the gospel of Christ. In 2015, one of our goals was to be 1,500 by 2015. And at one point this fall, between here and another entities, between the children's ministry and the youth ministry, over 1,500 people were here in this building on a given Sunday. Next year is 2016. That's now. And it's an opportunity for us to have 1,600 people here in this context by this fall. That's a hundred more people. How many of you know someone who either doesn't know Christ or is not connected to a church? How many of you know somebody like that? In both services, half of us, probably all of us know somebody who doesn't know Jesus and isn't connected to a church. And you and I have the answer to their life and their eternity and what we have found in Jesus. One of my goals this year is to find a way to encourage those of you who are not involved to get involved. Not to have those of you who are already involved in serving in two or three areas to take on another role, but those of you who aren't involved to get involved. What we do matters. Not because we look good, not because we've done anything great, but because God is here, God shows up, God uses our gifts and our talents and our resources for his kingdom, and people's lives are changed for eternity. And you and I, all of us collectively, get to be a part of that. I don't know how more excited I can be about that and what we're doing. And I don't know how to more tell you how thrilled I am to be a part of what God is doing here and that he uses our gifts and our talents and our resources. And I hope you're just as blessed by what you heard this morning and what you will hear this month as we continue this month of celebration to the glory of God. Father, thank you. You entrust us with so much so many resources and so many people. We're so delighted that you trust us that much. And the people continue to be drawn to this place and we have the opportunity to invite them to know they're going to find the answers to life. And so Father, as we continue to serve you in this place and in this community, we stand on a rich heritage and an amazing history of 110 years of people who have served and given and loved and prayed and cried and wept and shared and invited. And until we see you face to face, help us to not grow weary in well-doing, but continue to do that so that more and more can find what we have found in Jesus and know that our lives are changed for all eternity. So until we see you, continue to use us and bless us. We will serve you with everything we have because we know what we have is the truth.